0: You're listening to Marketing Tips with Melissa Podcast. Welcome to Marketing Tips with Melissa Podcast. And now, your host, Melissa Jakubovic. Hey, 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 everybody. Today's podcast is called Challenged by Challenges. Running free challenges are a great way to build your email list, warm up your audience quickly in just a few days in most cases, and build authority. It's also a great way to showcase your expertise and present your offer. But sometimes challenges can be really challenging. So let's first talk about what a challenge is. A challenge is usually through a Facebook group, sometimes temporary Facebook group, Or it's through your email. And this is where people sign up to spend 3 to 30 days with you doing some sort of challenging thing, such as cleaning your spaces in your life, like your living room and your desk and and your car, or maybe it's healthy eating challenges, or working out, or learning a new skill, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So their purpose from a marketing perspective is to show a cold audience a taste of what you do so that by the end of the challenge, they wanna spend more time with you and they're willing to pay for it. Those are the two things. They wanna spend more time with you and they're willing to pay for it. So here at the agency, we use a very strategic way to market these challenges. But if you are only marketing them organically right now, your attendant size may be very, very small and too small really to get that amount of engagement that you want or that you even need. So before running your challenge, the first thing I suggest you determine is how much money you want to make from the program that you'll launch at the end of this challenge. And then I want you to work your way backwards, figuring out how many people that means need to buy so what percentage of people are going to purchase your product think about that figure that out and then work backwards to understand how many people that means you need to have in your challenge so if you want 10 people to buy and you know your audience converts at 10 percent then you know you need 100 people to participate in your challenge and I just used easy numbers for math's sake But if you have only a few people in your challenge, it can be very hard to keep them engaged and it can be really hard for you to build a community, which is important when you're doing a challenge. So you need to remember that the smaller the group size the more you'll have to work because it's the engagement and interaction that drive the energy. And that energy carries on to the open cart phase. So I saw that someone had posted somewhere that there weren't a lot of people in her challenge group and she didn't know if she should keep posting daily or not. It's a good question. So her challenge was on the long side, like 21 days or something like that. And it was taking up a lot of her time. And she was very discouraged because she only had a few participants and nobody was really engaging with her. So the question became, what should she do? Should she continue posting for the full 21 days, or should she stop? Now the answer might surprise you, but before we go through the answer and the reasons, I want you to understand that if you have a clear marketing strategy, and a budget going into your challenge, then you will have a much better opportunity to reach your goals and convert a cold market into a warm market. Generally, this issue of not having participation happens when the marketing strategy was not clearly mapped out, or if the content is not strong. It could also happen if you picked a time of the year that does not resonate with your audience. For example, if you're doing New Year, New You, and you're doing it in April, that doesn't really fit. Or maybe it doesn't resonate with your brand. So if you have a Christmas ornament business, for example, and you're doing like a 15-day Christmas ornament challenge, it might not make sense to do it in June. It really depends on your brand and your audience. Or if you filled the challenge organically, which means you spent time finding people one-on-one to join, just engaging with them and personal messaging them. And since your time is limited – So you can't reach that many people, right? There are only 24 hours in the day. So your attendance and your participation are also going to be limited. So the answer of should she continue to post or not is yes. And here's why. And I've given you a few different categories of reasons. There's mindset reasons, engagement reasons, repurposing reasons, and marketing reasons. So let's go through them now. So, mindset, okay? I want you to think of you posting for your challenge as a learning experience. I want you to think about you getting stronger, or you are building your brand, or you are being disciplined. How many times have you quit things in your business that you really meant to carry on with? Think about that. I'll give you a second. How many times have you quit things in your business? Now, think about that breaking point where you were ready to throw in that towel. It's at that moment that you're being tested to see if this time you're going to quit again or you're going to finish it through. So think about that when you hit that breaking point again this time, are you going to do what you did last time or are you going to make a change now? Also, if you believe in your message, then that means you have a passion for sharing it. So continue to post to continue to share that message that somebody else may need to hear. And also following through builds trust. That builds a relationship. So I want you to think about right before you post or right before you throw your computer across the wall, across the room, I want you to say following through builds trust. I am building trust. All right, let's talk about engagement. So first of all, you never know who's watching. This is so, so true in all my years of online marketing. There are people who come up to me in real life, in my community here in Atlanta, Georgia, telling me that they love my posts and they never comment on them. So the people that come up to me and tell me that they love my posts, I'm usually shocked. I'm like, wow, you, you read my posts? I had no idea because you've never commented on them before. So I also have people that come up to me ready to buy after silently following me for years, like years, two, three years. So people do pay attention even if they don't show it sometimes. I want you to remember that. The other thing is that some people naturally just don't engage online. So if you only have five people in your group, let's say, there is a chance that a few of them aren't engagers. So you might only have like one or two engagements. And if only one or two people are participating in a group, they feel kind of awkward, so they don't want to continue participating. It shouldn't be a one-on-one experience with the admin and one person in the group, right? So if there's only five people in the group, there's a higher percentage of people that aren't going to be engaging. But if you had 200 people in your group, you're bound to have a bunch of people that will. So it is a numbers game to some extent. And even if people aren't commenting, they will see your consistency and dedication, which either inspires them to be consistent and dedicated, or... Or it draws their attention to those qualities in you that they may lack. And you can build a good working relationship from that. Okay, so when it comes to repurposing. Now, if you keep your challenge open beyond the 3 to 21 days, someone may find it later. And if they did a search for something and it came up, then boom, all your stuff's there, all the content's there, and it can be used again, right? Also, they may save some notes or videos, or maybe they go through them again when they have a time. Because I do believe challenges should have an end date where the content is no longer available after the challenge because that builds urgency but if you have a challenge that you want to keep open for whatever reason then another reason to continue posting is because people will get into the challenge for fear of not having access to it later on even if they don't have time to participate live But they'll go back and they'll do it when they do have the time in their schedule in the near future. So it gives more people the opportunity to see your content. And if you're doing videos for your challenges, you can repurpose the content and even use it as part of an online course or for prepping another round of the challenge without having to recreate the wheel. Or you can repurpose what you've posted into a slideshow Or you could make it into an infographic or even a video. So there's a lot of things you can do to repurpose content. And once you create content, you really should strategically figure out how you can repurpose it so that way you're not a content machine. So that takes me, nice segue, into marketing. Marketing. So I want you to think about your audience. If your industry is fitness, for example, and you're teaching them how to be consistent to get results, you, number one, have to model that behavior for them. And number two, that's exactly what they're struggling with. So it's expected that they behave that way in your group. But if you are in... If you're doing business to business, if you're in the business to business space and your audience may be too busy because they're very busy running their businesses, then they're going to be too busy to do a long challenge. And so it would make sense that they wouldn't last longer than three to five days before they expected to start seeing some results. Also, they likely wouldn't sign up for a longer challenge than that. But if they did, they may not carry on with it because they're busy. So think about your audience, because that's going to reflect how long your challenge should be. And thinking about your audience is key. That is the main purpose of what's driving your marketing, is thinking about your audience. Because what you create is supposed to solve problems for your audience. So I want you to think about the way that your audience consumes content. Have you ever been in a challenge yourself where you didn't actively engage, but then you still went in and read the posts and watched the live videos? Yes? Well, if you answered yes, then I want you to apply that to your ideal market. Think about it. Would they participate in challenges a similar way? Or would they be the type of people to comment on every single post? And once you know the answer to that, you'll have a better understanding of what to expect from them. Also, it's your job to give value. So... I want you to detach yourself from that outcome because your purpose is to offer valuable content and give that value. So if you're doing that, the right people, the people who need to hear it or need to see it, will hear it or see it. And if you're sharing your group properly throughout the challenge, getting other people in, so that means that other people could trickle in. Right? If you're constantly sharing about the challenge and people may have posted it on their walls, somebody else may see it on their wall a little bit later after it already started. So people may be trickling in as the challenge goes on. So stopping would mean that someone who would just enter right as you're calling it quits. That wouldn't really look good, right? And that wouldn't really feel good energetically. So let's talk about what you should do. Well, to get more engagement, You have to give more engagement. That is the way it works in online business. That's the way it works with gratitude. That's the way the universe works. You give more to get more. You get more to give more. So they go together. You have to be able to give before you can receive. So... You want to receive engagement, then you need to give engagement, okay? It's that energy there. It's an exchange of energy. I throw it out there and it comes back to me. Also, you can ask for responses. You can tell them that you need to hear from them and, you know, make them excited to come back for more. Also, you can remind them when they join the group or if you've already started the group and it's not working um, as you had hoped or planned, then you can do it later on. But you want to remind them to turn on their notifications if it's in a Facebook group. Or you could offer a giveaway for participation. You could do that in email as well. You could say that for the first three people who respond or for anyone that emails me back before 4 p.m. today will get a prize, something like that. Also, you can private message them. Depending on how many are in the group, but you can ask them what they like, how the challenge is going for them, what you can do to support them better. Now, if you have a lot of people in your group, like hundreds, you obviously can't do that. So, if you have that many people in your group and nobody is engaging, I would say that something is definitely off with your messaging. So, go back to the drawing board and figure out who your ideal target market is, what are their problems, and how can you solve them. And then you need to speak to them in their language. So you need to really tweak that messaging there. But from a marketing perspective, free challenges should be like three to five days. If you have a paid challenge, sure, it can be much longer than that. But a free challenge where you're asking someone to devote a certain amount of days to spend time with you and, and it's usually they're a cold audience so they don't know who you are. So it's hard to ask a cold audience to spend 21 days with you if you have no idea. You know, if I, if I don't know you and you ask me to spend 21 days with you, likely I'm going to be like, uh, no. But if you only ask me to commit three to five days, there's a much higher percentage that I would participate. So free challenges should be three to five days so people can easily digest them, like digest all that content, and then have a small win up front so that they're then ready to buy from you. So make sure that's what your challenge is doing. It's short, it's quick, people can digest it easily, and then they can have a small win. And also that you have the right calls to action to lead them towards that sale. And we like to market challenges here at the agency for around 10 to 14 days before they go live. And then we see how many people actually signed up. So if you're hitting your marketing goals like we discussed at the beginning of this podcast, then it's a go. And if not, then that's a good time to reassess what's not working and go back to the drawing board and fix it. So I hope this helps so that you no longer feel challenged your challenges and if you need help setting up some of your own challenges or even deciding if the challenge is the right freebie to offer your audience reach out to my team and we can help at go.melissmarketing.com slash apply okay i hope this helps and i'll see you next time oh wait before you go if you think you'd like to work with the meliss marketing team one-on-one i invite you to apply for your first class strategy call This process is just as much an interview for us, seeing if you're a great fit for our agency, as it is for you, seeing if we are your great fit. Unlike other agencies, we only take on clients we know we can help. So if you think you're ready to get support with your content creation, lead magnets, sales funnels, and or Facebook ads, let our agency help you take your business to the next level. Each month, we open up just a few spaces on our client roster for your opportunity to be able to work with our amazing team. Apply now at slash apply, and we look forward to speaking with you soon.